0: Hey everybody, welcome to a special bonus episode of You Watched It Wrong. Uh, We usually pick one movie and discuss it to death until it's dead or whatever it is we say we do. But this is going to be more like you listening into just a regular old casual phone call between Wade and Siggy because we decided we had a topic we wanted to talk about and we're just going to roll the so-called tape um, and then post it so you can all... Throw tomatoes at it or whatever uh, happens. I don't know what's going to happen. So uh, i was gonna virtual tomatoes. We have a virtual tomato button. You can yeah, uh, you, you know, hurl. depending on what app you use to download and listen to these. Maybe there's a I don't. I haven't received a tomato. I think nobody's thrown one. I guess that means everybody likes us. <laughs> uh, okay, wait. So here we go. We're everybody um, likable. Boop 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 boop. Oh wait, let me take off the tones so people can't. Figure out Wade's phone number Oh He's not picking up I told him we were going to have this
1: And he's going to know everything So be quiet
0: Yeah Wade, how you doing? It's Hi You
1: Thank in the you middle go. of something? Is it a uh, good time to talk? Oh, absolutely, it's fine oh, hold, on, hold on a second uh, that was just a staged bit Everything's fine <laughs> right, didn't good. want to think people were actually Thinking I was that mad In the in the back room there At palatial
0: know. I don't know how uh, they could get Toluca Lake Studios Once again, you're flexing your Acting skills has backfired on you <laughs> Oh god, please don't let that be my demo reel <laughs> All in service of a bit Yeah, at least it didn't send you to the emergency room this time. This time? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Unlike those other My acting
1: seems to be good for everything but performance.
0: actually happened. That's (laughs) another episode. But this is not an episode, Wade. I just was calling you because it's October. Um, Hmm. uh, And, you know, it's just horror movie month for me. Yeah, I'm. I'm not normally a big horror movie person, as as you know. You're a much bigger consumer of uh, horror franchises than I am, and I think always have been. But October comes around, and I get a little horror edge I want to scratch, and so I I try to uh, just start fill in uh, some of the gaps in my horror viewing, and uh, I don't know. It just like gets me in the mood to talk about horror movies. I know. Um, I know you've been watching some, and so I'm just curious, uh, you know, what's going on with you, horror movie-wise? Um, well, no one I'm to tell you glad what you am uh, watching. I uh, want no to hear what you're watching. Please. No, I'm, I'm, all, I'm always
1: up for talking about, this, uh, about horror movies. Weirdly, though, I find that in, in October, I have to make myself watch horror movies, and I avoid it. I don't know why. Like, for some reason, I, I, I get like, oh, God, I, it's October. I should be watching horror movies. And I'm never in the mood. That is a but, That is a thing you would do is force yourself to
0: watch a movie you don't want to watch.
1: <laughs> exactly. Because I'm like, well, it's like, it's like you know, like I was writing that Christmas song in March. And, and I said, can I show it to you? And you said, no. <laughs> I don't want I don't wanna have you can't even you can't even speak it to me. I don't wanna get Christmas yeah. in my head until
0: December. And now you no, get no. that after Thanksgiving.
1: At, oh, after Thanksgiving.
0: After Thanksgiving dinner, like you know, that right. that evening, that Thursday evening, three weeks into Thanksgiving, then I can hear it.
1: But I, I will find myself just like wanting other things during uh predetermined traditional times like Christmas time, Halloween time, stuff like that, and I feel bad that I'm not just tuned to want that at that time.
0: So, so Halloween, I'm like, oh, I got, I got,
1: to watch more, more stuff. Yeah.
0: Um, the thing is, I feel weird watching horror movies by myself.
1: There, it's it's rarely, unless it's one that you've loved your whole life. I, I, I think horror movies. Um, you start to question why they exist if you watch them by yourself. You watch them right. in a crowd.
0: Yeah, totally y- different. You get state. it. Yeah,
1: it's it's like it's a it's a wonderful cathartic uh, experience, bonding experience actually. But it, but logically, don't you think those should be flipped? Yeah. Like is shouldn't it be more disturbing that all of us are cheering and hooting for these terrible situations?
0: Yeah. Once I was like, you know, I I like Wes Craven movies. I should see more of his stuff and I watched The Hills Have Eyes by myself and I just felt cruddy. Ooh, yeah. Like, you know, I why am I uh that's that it seemed like there's something I needed to experience with something with with someone else or not at all.
1: Right. <laughs> Have you ever tried any of these um like Amazon Watch Parties, Movies Anywhere Watch like 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 functions where you can no everyone every, but everyone who has to like they have to like all own the movie or have rented the movie or something and then you like click well, a Netflix vid, video watch party. party.
0: I mean, you know, Yeah, you yeah, I've streaming. never done it. I, I can't imagine I don't know. It just sounds like I you know, if two people are talking at the same time on Zoom, my f- brain feels like it's exploding, and so the <laughs> Like two hey, like two people talking on Zoom. Yeah, like to be <laughs> watching them and then hear like you know like a <laughs> voice come out of a Folgers can. Right, and then I have to like look over to see like how you're. Re- I don't know. Like it, you're not you're not yeah. getting biofeedback in the same way. It's not. It, I don't know. It Doesn't appeal? Yeah. Maybe it was worth a try, but like I I I'm, I would be less irritated if
1: we were sitting on the couch and someone was talking about what we were watching together than I am when I'm looking at the screen I'm seeing their face and then they're interrupting <laughs> yeah, no on kidding. the screen. It's like, this is not MST three K. This is not part of the program. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I can't imagine that, you know, but, okay. but I, I, I was saying, I'm wondering if that would make it feel a little better, but you're still like, Isolated in your little room, when you don't feel the energy of the room, that's huge—a big part. I mean, I remember, I remember when I saw The Edge, which isn't a horror movie, no, but The Edge with Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin and uh, Bart the uh, Bear, Harold, yeah, Harold Perrineau, yeah, Harold Perrineau, and when they and that bear attack scene, when the bear finally shuddered its last its death rattle and collapsed. The ripple of just, oh, that went through the crowd i Am like going, OK, that's why we go. <laughs> that yeah. shared like you just felt it like rush through everybody,
0: you know. Um, One of my most memorable um, uh, movie going experiences was uh, Seymour and I seeing uh, and a few friends seeing the Blair Witch Project, Chicago premiere, mm. midnight screening. Knowing zero about it. It was like, oh, there's mm-hmm. this movie that there's buzz. It was supposed to be good at Sundance or whatever. I don't know. Um, and so we saw the midnight premiere walking in, just knowing the poster and the title. Like, that was it. I'm like, oh, is this, wait, what is this thing? <laughs> is this a document? <laughs> wait, what's going, what, you know, it's found footage wasn't a thing yet. Um, well, mostly. And uh, And that was one of those things, like, you felt... Like a literal tremor go through the room At, at, at a couple yeah. of points You know um, Yeah you know it's right Like, And also somebody brought a fucking baby Into <laughs> The theater night is, show. Like crying during the, uh, during the I morning. need
1: to get out I need to have some yeah. sort of social life And I need every, a whole lot of people In one room to hate me Yeah <laughs> Right <laughs>
0: That's the yeah. three things I need out of tonight And then uh, Scream Was one of the most fun movie going Experiences I've ever had uh, and, and I'm not a slasher Fan although uh, well, another one was Halloween H20 I've seen two Halloween Movies the mm. original Which I just rewatched this month and uh, H20 because my sister wanted to see it um, And that was, a, that was a really fun time At the movies
1: but yeah I don't usually uh,
0: Do a lot of horror movies
1: uh, well, me too. Uh, Scream was also one that I always think of as being one of my favorite movie-going experiences because I was by myself. It was a matinee. Actually, I saw it like a one thirty p.m. matinee of Blair Witch in an empty theater. Um, hmm. not the right way to see it. Yeah, That it. might
0: not be the best way. Yeah.
1: But and also, I felt really bad because I think there was a a, a deaf person sitting behind me who. Had a translator with him, and I no, thought that wait poor a translator. Just a
0: second ago, you said you were the only one.
1: No, I. Your story is the only changing one. a
0: little bit <laughs> here. I don't know. <laughs> there
1: was only there was only two. There was only it was just me. I these guess two, deaf and people and their translators so don't count. Oh come on! I said I was one of the only people in there. I'd say I was the only people in there, and then anyway, I just felt so bad because the 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 deaf person certainly couldn't read any lips. And the poor translator right. couldn't pay, keep up with anything, and was probably just signaling the F word over and, over and over and over and over and over and over again. So I just all I could do was empathize with those
0: two poor guys back there going, "This this isn't what I was hoping it would be." Wait, how was the translator? Was the translator signing? Like if they're behind you, yeah. how was this? Well, I how is I, it interfering with you if they were behind you? It wasn't interfering with me at all. How did you know? It wasn't, that they were signing? Because I looked around and I saw
1: them oh, okay. by chance. All right. I just looked, I looked around and I saw him signing to the other person. Oh, okay. All right. And then I would... Uh, that was before the movie started. Because I was going, hey, am I the only person in here? And I see like, you know, a couple people behind me. And I see their signing. And you do and know going, some ASL? I, ESL, yeah. Or ASL. Yeah, sorry, ASL. I do know some ASL. So I, was, I, I took no interest... Okay. But then I, all I did was felt so, feel so bad for them throughout the movie. You're putting <laughs> yourself the in the their guy was never shoes on people's entire, faces yeah.
0: They're never, you know, <laughs> you're supposed uh, to be feeling for the people lost in the woods and afraid for their and life. I, but instead, you're in your the poor two guys, <laughs> guys trying
1: to catch up back there.
0: Uh, oh yeah, the horror that of was, trying to sign this
1: movie. To sign the Blair
0: Witch Project. And- <laughs> Oh, boy. Um, but back to Is screen. Is it like when, you know, if they're, like, signing, like, the Super Bowl halftime show and, like, they they have a way of signing, like, to show, like, evoke the music? Like, do you... Do you
1: yeah, a little bit. I of guess that. you well, would, yeah, like, sign
0: scared it. and
1: panicked. like. Be- well, also, you know, they can feel the vibration of the, when the room rattles, they feel it. And, like, that's yeah, yeah. taking a lot of their cues from that. And so... Um, you know, the, uh, you know, but you the know, like guy was just and of he's sitting next to us, next to him. So he's, they're both turning their heads and looking and trying, <laughs> and I just, uh, at least that's what I imagined because I'm sitting in front of them. Anywho, um, scream on the other hand was a, um, a phenomenal experience. For some reason, I, I just, I found myself with nothing to do. I was in Bloomington, Indiana I just did my routine of pulling up in front and seeing what was playing. And I saw this movie that I'd never heard of and I was tracking movies at that time. So I was like, what is this? West, Cra- all these people are in a West Craven movie. <laughs> oh, what the heck? I got nothing else to do. Let me Ski- go in. And oh, yeah, it was just amazing. Just this completely, um, completely blindsided by no idea. I was going to get that. Yeah. I thought I was going to see a dumb movie and
0: Right. Was in a pretty smart movie. So, it was cool.
1: I haven't been watching that much lately. I think I've really just watched Halloween Kills. I tried to. I wanted to watch Halloween uh, twenty eighteen before that. Um, again, I would love but it if they called it
0: Halloween twenty eighteen instead of. <laughs> we have to the third. There's the a third
1: movie called just Halloween, called Halloween, right? yeah. and there are in
0: right. There's the third one called Halloween. that just and you know, it's the I just sequel. Got the it's, thing. Uh, the thing from my library, and it was, you know, I looked in the metadata record in the catalog, it said <laughs> Kurt Russell and John Car- Carpenter. And I requested it for the whole shelf, and when I went to pick it up and got a home, and it was the 20, uh, what, 2011? What yeah, whatever it was. Uh, Very I'm like, and how oh, was God. that? I didn't watch, Did you it. watch it. No. Oh. <laughs> Because I've never seen The Carpenter, so I watched that. I
1: rented it. Yeah, I think you probably had, because what I understand is that they they say it's the the next one. They say it's a reboot, but it's really a reboot prequel? I think it's a prequel. Something like that? Yeah. I don't know. know. Um, The thing... Oh, you haven't seen Carpenter's thing,
0: so I won't talk about that either. Well, I did um, see it. I watched it last night. Oh, you did? I rented it. I was like... I was in the mood, so I, I rented yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: a lot to like. I think it's a little too gross for me. I it, think it was too gross. It,
0: you know, for me, it just like went into Evil Dead Two territory, where it's not even gross anymore because it's yeah. once once you're that far from realism, like it's not yeah. even it's not even gross to me. Now it's just like. Like I have a hard time Gallagher show. I not really, but (laughs) exactly,
1: and uh, yeah, it's like a guar show.
0: It's more like that. (laughs) It's like you know, right? Even though it wasn't like uh, funny, like Evil Dead Two is, but you know, it's like, uh, like Poltergeist. I was, I, I, I was just, um, like Poltergeist was nominated for best makeup effects that year, and the thing wasn't. And I'm like, well, Poltergeist is far scarier to me, like when the guy rips his face off in front of the mirror, because that's something I could picture myself doing, you know, (laughs) but I can't picture my head splitting open or turning into a spider, like, you know, like, (laughs) yeah, stomach becoming teeth,
1: biting off hands.
0: Yeah. Like, imagine that. Right. That's more like Peter Jackson. Yeah. You know, brain dead territory.
1: I, I remember I I I think the only time I've seen the thing was at CRC. Uh Ross Martins and I watched it in the screening room. And I think we were both kind of like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the moment when they're all tied to the chair, when they're then they're testing the blood samples for reactivity. Yeah. And the one guy's gets his head being eaten by the other by the thing's head. Yeah. And you see that dummy kicking in the air where it's like. Like at that point you just go uh, I'm like okay yeah this is this is bananas. Yeah. <laughs> that that's a movie that would have been and a lot
0: more fun to watch with somebody. else.
1: Yeah, I think so too with a crowd yeah. because that's the, that's when you're like that's the can you believe we're watching this as opposed to can you believe someone thought this was a good idea? Where I think if I'd seen it in a crowd, oh man, I would have been totally in love. Evil Dead 2, I I actually only, I've only seen I think by myself or with my brother. And I love that movie. Like I you know it's
0: I I I Which one? I Evil Dead 2. Oh yeah. Like oh yeah, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. It,
1: yeah. I love it. I love it so much. Yeah, to me much. that's not
0: even a horror movie. No, yeah. not really. Yeah. <laughs> the first one kind of is. The first oh, one. Oh, the first is. one, yeah.
1: yeah. But
0: but and then the two second is one is just I I never I saw 2 before. I saw one and I saw it with a me friend too. and we were just we were cracking up, you know. Yeah. And I almost never I don't think I ever watched any horror movie in my own home except for maybe The Exorcist and The Shining. Like, I would go back to something that, like, had prestige attached to it. But my friends were into Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street. I liked the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, but I would only watch them at their house when they wanted to watch them. I never, (laughs) you know... And then I never wanted to watch The Fright of the 13th, but I had one friend who always had one on when I was over there. And so I've I probably seen four of those, and I have no idea which ones are in what order. And to me, it's all just a jumble of things yeah. I was barely paying attention to. Yeah, Jason seems to be such a
1: huge... He always felt like a huge figure in film to me. And then I realized I'd, I hadn't really seen anything of his. Uh, of those movies, I think um, I the first one I saw was actually in the theater. Um, I saw Jason Takes Manhattan Part Eight in the theater.
0: Oh, okay, Matt, no, that one I did beat. watch in my home <laughs> as a kid because it looked like a comedy and it was it was funny and it pretty much was yeah, yeah. Um, it pretty much was my the
1: the, the 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 boxer him him on the rooftop with the boxer <laughs> yeah
0: he punches his head, head off whole, right he
1: punches his head yeah. Yeah. off. yeah Jason takes like forty eight. You know, boxer style punches. And then he exhausted that. the boxer, goes, Okay, take your best shot.
0: Why <laughs> <Like, laughs> would you ever say
1: that to Jason Voorhees? And then, yeah, Jason just takes it. And, like, yeah, you cheer for it. It's a huge cheer moment. Yeah. Because then the head, like, bounces between buildings and lands in a dumpster, and the dumpster closes. And goes, <laughs> of Two course. Points. So, like, I mean, yeah. Only could have been like better s- if the
0: dumpster was full of spaghetti, like in yeah. <laughs> another stakeout. <laughs> <laughs> Look,
1: another st- we need these another stakeout references in our horror movies. We absolutely do. Um, but yeah, so I saw that, and then and then I had a, a phenomenal 18th birthday seeing Jason Goes to Hell in the theater. Okay, uh, a night I'll always remember. It's a horrible movie. I'm sure. I can't believe I took all my. Preteen friends to see, or not preteen, but like you know, fifteen year old. A lesson
0: you would not learn.
1: A lesson I would never learn. I don't know if I ever did, really. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel bad about continuing to do it. Um, (laughs) Well, at least you feel bad. Yeah, exactly. That that makes that makes everything right. Um, And then uh, and then that's it. And then Freddy versus Jason. I saw my friend Matt again too, but like. I only started to kind of rewatch. I, I decided to start watching because my favorite podcast with Gorley and Rust started as In Voorhees We Trust with Gorley and Rust. They watched all the Friday 13 13th. I watched, I think, up to four. And then I was like, I can't, I can't keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> is that the one with Corey Feldman? The like, four, four is the one with Corey Feldman.
0: Okay, I have seen that one. Four it, it, is
1: considered to be one of the better ones. The final chapter. He's got like then, psychic power. Someone's got psychic. No, that's six. The new blood. Corey Feldman's not in that one. I don't think.
0: Or maybe he is. I don't know. Well, have I seen that one? I don't know.
1: the The six is the one where they needed. They thought we need to do Jason versus Carrie. Like that's what they.
0: Okay, were I have to do.
1: seen that one. No, no, six is Jason lives. New blood is eight. No, 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 seven, because it's, okay, it's five five is a new beginning. Five is a new beginning because it was the copycat killer. Jason was died, quote-unquote, died in the the final chapter, which was four. Five was the new beginning, which was the copycat. Six was the actual first, like, resurrection of Jason, which apparently is a very campy and a fan favorite, and I feel like I should see that one. Seven is the new blood with the, you know, Jason versus Telkinet Carey. And then eight is, Takes Manhattan. So yeah, I'm sorry. For all, that's, okay. So we've got the timeline right. <laughs> anyway, I started, I watched up to four and then I'm like, do I really want to continue? Because like two was probably the best one, but it wasn't fun. And the, I really didn't like the first one. And the third one, apart from a kick-ass 70s intro theme, <laughs> the third one's a real snooze.
0: Oh, yeah, 1988. Yeah, I totally have seen this one. Okay, putting that in my letterbox. That's one of the, you know, the Friday the 13th yeah. and the Pink Panther movies are the ones, like, I don't <laughs> I don't even want to try to figure out which ones I've seen because to me it's all the same oh. movie.
1: <laughs> oh, it is, but, oh, so much good in the Pink Panther. Well, Panthers.
0: there's the, you know, there's the first one which has, like, two slapstick scenes. Yeah. And then there's just the pure slapstick ones.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm a f- fan of Return to the Pink Panther, the third one. That's my favorite.
0: How and can then, you how can you
1: tell them apart? The third one is the one with Christopher Plummer as the uh, Sir Charles Phantom, the notorious Lytton.
0: Well, when I was watching these on you know TV when I should have been doing homework, yeah. <laughs> trying to do my homework at the same time, I definitely did not I, know who Christopher Plummer was. Oh, okay. Um, we've gotten off the horror track <laughs> <laughs> Yes, we have <laughs> Alright, so I know you've uh, I've seen you uh, post About uh, Halloween Kills Yeah, quite a bit I've been listening to the Halloween Unmasked podcast Which I think is from 2018 um, Yeah Amy Nicholson 27- But, uh, you know I,
1: I, On your recommendation, I listened to the whole thing as well Oh, great as, uh, Along with her Tarantino one that followed which one she did another she did another run like for some reason in the Halloween Unmasked feed they also have her, her a three part of her interviewing Tarantino
0: oh, which is great that's like yeah. one of the best interviews she handles Tarantino really well she's really i yeah, think she she's does. really talented um yeah she's amazing it's too bad she's paired with Paul Shear on her unspooled cuz i can't stand him you know
1: him. i really like Paul Shear but i I can t- completely. I the I, the 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 stilt does great sometimes. I, I understand that. I still don't like to hear it, but I understand it. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's gotten really like as an actor. He's gotten way better all through this uh, series of Black Mondays. Like in the beginning, it was rough, and then he's been given more challenging stuff, and he's been getting better. I've been actually really uh,
0: impressed with him. Okay, I I don't know if I've ever seen him as an actor, just as a if If he's pretending to be other people, maybe I'll like him. I don't know. <laughs> he's generally the same all the time. Oh, oh, okay, well, never mind. That's why I'm
1: saying in Black Monday it's kind of it got impressive because he's generally the same, but he's all over the place man he's he's producing everything. It's really quite impressive Well, he's, in the course kind of um yeah. of
0: of Halloween unmasked i don't I really don't have any interest in watching the whole series or the reboots or anything. And, you know, at one point, like, she runs through every movie and, like, what like what the deal is with right. each one. So, like, I'm fine with that. Uh, so I don't care about being spoiled. By the way, if anyone, if we, like, mention a movie, we're going to spoil it if both of us have seen it or if one of us mm-hmm. doesn't care, like me. Um, so just hit that forward button if you're eavesdropping on this phone call. <laughs> uh FBI van out front um so tell me about what's 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 um Halloween kills got your got you chewing on it you said
1: well i I kind of feel like if you if you haven't seen that or the previous one although you have seen the the, the absolute the og um there's, there's not a lot of, a lot of point in talking about it so okay I, I don't want to bore you i mean wait I see I'm growing as a person.
0: But I, even if I ask you to, yeah, you I know, But going I'll try. To, wow, that's I'll try to really give, that's like a I'll quantum leap. Give,
1: I'll try to give a. I, I've, the pendulum has swung too far the other <laughs> way. Uh, I'll try to. I'll try to give it a, a little summation. Um, the thing that's interesting. So, so this one, uh, Halloween twenty eighteen, and then Halloween Kills is part of a three movie, um, trilogy, trilogy that's all supposed to be sequels to the original movie. That's forgetting everything that came after the first movie. Yeah. So everything that yeah, came like after a Godzilla kind of. Yeah. Or Superman or Superman returns or whatever, you know, we just forget. We erase all the timeline and Halloween has erased. its has rewritten its timeline so many times like Halloween HTO, which I had no interest in seeing when it came out. Um, when I finally saw it, because I was watching the with Corley and Re- listening to the Corley and rest when they did their, in Myers we trust with Geyers and Rust <laughs> when they did that um, I watched almost the only one I didn't see was Resurrection Halloween Resurrection so I didn't see Busta Rhymes Kung Fu Karate Chop Michael Myers
0: okay um, that's the reality I I probably, TV
1: that's reality TV one, one. okay yeah um, so so anyway like so David Gordon Green and Danny McBride and there's one other screenwriter I can't think of his name uh, the moment they um have written these these three movies and the first one basically took great pains to sh- to sh- to kind of erase all the Sam Hain Celtic cult supernatural element they tell him just it's just a man
0: okay you know it's just that do I not bleed like how do they how do they establish
1: <laughs> well okay this well, is definitely that, that's the- a dude no, they just, they're kind of like, they're just like, they're getting rid of all that. They're getting rid of, they got rid of the, um, in Halloween 2, they, they introduced the, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis was Michael Myers's sister, long lost sister. Yeah, that was kind of dumb. First, yeah, very dumb. To um, uh,
0: Skywalker's
1: saga. <laughs> and so here's, so the, all this points to something that's always bothered me about what I like about Halloween. Not the first one, because I've of all the horror movie franchises, I'd say I'm I feel the most kinship or the most fond feelings for Halloween. You've always Even brought it shitty. up a lot,
0: uh, and you know, like as yeah. long as I've known you, you've always just like first, just like will make side references to Donald Pleasance and the Halloweens, <laughs> you know. I, I, and I, you don't know what death is. <laughs> his,
1: his 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 you know. And, and as you grow up, you know, you just kind of take him as he is. But then as you grow up, as you're young, you take him as he is, and then you grow up and you realize he's a terrible, almost nearly insane doctor, <laughs> you know. Um, and But here, here's, actually, real quick, they said on, on Gorley and Rust, and this is why I love, even love these sh- shitty sequels, I really like Halloween 4, and I even like Halloween 5, which a lot of people don't. I, I don't know why I like it. I also don't know why I like it because the movie productions themselves show a lot of disrespect to the actors. How do you not mean? not just the characters? Like it's clear, like in one movie, they cat um, like they cast the, 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 the final girl from four was there in five and they kind of wanted her best friend to be the lead. So they kill her off early. And I, I don't know if that's part of the story. I don't know. It's speculating and stuff like this, but, There is a um, there is a there's also a history. There's a great book called Taking Shape, and then a sequel that I haven't read called Taking Shape Two. That's all about the history of of these movies. And there's just a lot of like good title, bad faith, bad um, just a lot of really unfortunate relationships and bad faith, you know, contracts and stuff uh, for all the actresses and. In, in the movies and then and the, but yet the fans really have a fondness for them so they want to see that but then they're dispensed with or they're not coming back or whatever um, but in five one of the things I love about these old sequels these crappy sequels is even when you're just going through the motions and getting a paycheck you can still come up with things there's a story of Donald Pleasance who I think was drunk most of the time <laughs> of the last few movies there's Donald Pleasance in five, which Michael's one's five? Trapped, what's the title? Uh, the the revenge. Of, it's revenge of Michael Myers. Okay. It's the return of Michael Myers. Revenge of Michael Myers. The curse of Michael Myers. So, the little girl Danielle Harris, who's in that, who plays Michael Myers' niece, is an incredible actress. She's incredible, and and that she's in four and five, and um, I think she's in four. She said she's in two movies. I think. And um, then she appears in Rob Zombie's movie as an adult, as playing Annie. And in both movies, I feel like she's just disrespected so badly. Although I know she really doesn't matter. I'm going to get into that. That's my speculation. Um, She has a, um, or uh, Loomis has a moment where Michael is, he's lured him into a room, and Michael Myers has fallen into a hole in the floor, and he's kind of stuck in the floor. And Loomis is hitting him with a two by four, like a four by four, like, Board, okay. and he's hitting him and hitting him and hitting him. And during the filming of it, um, Donald Pleasance has an epiphany, and he says, "Oh, I finally understand this now. After all these years, I finally understand it. I abused you." Ah, uh. and I, 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 I think that that's incredible. That you can still f- even out of this crap. <laughs> You can still find these moments of like, of like, um, uh, understanding of, of, of what I just found that a really beautiful moment of him just going, that's what this is. And, uh, then you look back at the movies and you look at him in that light, even if it's not just a, a, uh, it could be mental abuse, physical abuse, worse still, it's like, yeah, uh, I mean... I mean, what what did Loomis like? They said on the on the um, podcast that uh, the doctor's examining how Lewis says I've been talking to him for years, he's never said a word. It was like, but talk therapy probably doesn't help (laughs) with someone who doesn't talk, right? (laughs) Maybe try a different angle there. Maybe maybe Loomis. But still, Loomis popping up like this, you know, um, um, harbinger leprechaun, like ah, be careful, you know, and all the other movies is always so entertaining. Um, (laughs) uh, Okay, so anyway, what I'm trying to say about these new ones is that you could tell that David Gordon Green and David Wright love all these movies, but they want to get there, and they, and then they set 2018 to be this kind of story. A lot of them call it like a, a self empowerment story for Laurie, and that's true, but it's really more about how trauma robs you of your life. Okay. How yeah. like 40 years later, she's, she's been waiting for Michael Myers to come and kill her. So she's, or her family. So she's, you know, preparing for it and wants it to happen so she can be done with it. And in turn ruins her the daughter's opposite life. of Bob
0: Odenkirk and nobody. She's
1: right. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, and she, she know So Jamie, yeah. Uh, um, so, like, it's it's pretty neat, but I did kind of wonder why they wanted to do the movie at all after watching it. It was like, I, I appreciate this. It's well done. Um, and then Halloween Kills comes along. And the experience of watching it is both frustrating, underwhelming, entertaining, but... You see a lot of the same missteps. And then after it's over, I just kept thinking about it and thinking about it. And what are thinking the missteps? You go, um, I think I even saw a special feature. David Gordon Green said, well, this is called Halloween Kills, so we need to, we need to pay, pay off on that. You know, Halloween
0: is nearly <laughs> we, bloodless. Yeah, changing the title was not an option. Right, <laughs> an
1: option, no. Halloween, you know. Uh, uh, I mean, Halloween, the first one, is nearly bloodless. There's, it's, remember it being horrible. It's mostly a cozy Midwestern life with this threat watching it the whole time. Yeah. And then, and so the missteps I felt were one. A lot of prep work. uh, (laughs) Yeah. yeah, It's a lot of mission reconnaissance, right? And then. Yeah. um, Also... um, I felt like That opening scene There's an opening scene In, in Halloween Kills Because the, the end of Halloween Spoiler alert End of Halloween 2018 You find out that Lori has Contrived her house To trap Michael Myers In the basement These You know She pulls these Iron bar traps for, Traps them in there And then she lights Her own house on fire The whole house is, fi- house is Rigged to, to catch fire Like nobody And then they let The house burn As they're driving away They don't stick around For some reason <laughs> They just are going to the hospital because they're all stabbed, and the three strode women escape: the grandmother Lori, daughter Karen, and granddaughter Allison. And that's how it ends. Then Halloween Kills opens, and the firemen show up to put out the fire. And as you, um, but would not hope
0: they would, right?
1: But that's not the first scene. But when they finally, uh, when we get when we get to it, the firemen come to put out our house, and they're like, "No." Put up, let it know.
0: burn let and the motherfucker scene, burn
1: yeah then there's the scene of uh of michael myers killing all the firemen but the problem with me that is to me was they made it an action scene and i don't think you should put michael myers in an action scene cuz to me like why i'm i'm this is a cur- i'm taking too many tangents i've got away from the thing i wanted to say which was i wanted to when we started first talking about this podcast i wanted to i suggested a topic like this because i wanted to talk about the comfort of the um, unstoppable force uh, the elemental feeling like like how um horror movie watchers like for some reason this was but it's not comfort that's not what i I have now come to realize it's not what I meant. Hmm. Um, I am disquieted I, i'm I'm unsettled by the fact that I think Halloween is a masterpiece though its view of the mental Ill, mentally ill is not um, good <laughs> <laughs> and and how you approach it. Um, that doesn't say mean the audience doesn't have its own reaction, like you guys are, cr- Loomis. What are you doing? You know that kind of thing. But it, and also as well, that uh, in that, that,
0: that could bring us to split. Uh, so let's, yeah, let's yeah, come yeah, yeah. back to that.
1: In in um, as as uh, John Carpenter so deftly put in his interview with Amy Nicholson that there's two kinds of scary stories to tell.
0: Yeah, I love this.
1: I play this for my kids afterwards. Yeah, the external. Fear fear of the external and fear of the internal The right wing uh, Horror movie Is the evils out there And then the liberal uh, The the left wing Horror movie is The evils inside here Inside you And so uh, I thought that was really amazing I think Halloween Despite Carpenter's leanings Halloween is a right wing horror movie In the sense that it's What it captures so well Is the feeling of Someone could just walk Into your suburban home and kill you Right And what makes Michael Myers terrifying To me is that And and this sounds What's the word I'm thinking for Not thought out Or amateur This sounds amateur But it, it really is effective Because you don't know why, you, you, you cannot get a, 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 because you don't know what he is because you don't know why he's doing what he's doing because he does not communicate. He's not a chatterbox like Freddy Krueger <laughs> and you don't know him. Therefore you can't reason with him or figure out how to stop him. And then when you put six slugs in him and then he walks away, that cements the thing that like, Oh my God. He is unstoppable and I cannot understand. I can't even comprehend what he is to know how to stop him. Yeah. And then the genius of Halloween is, is to end it with shots of all the places he's been to just say, these are all these normal places. Yep. He's everywhere. Your kitchen, your thing, he's everywhere. He's... And so it just is like the chaos that is inevitable that you cannot stop and you will never understand it. And like, that's terrifying. The very fact that they even had a Halloween 2 kind of ruins all of that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So really, the series should never have happened. So then Halloween Kills comes along and they're trying to say, oh, oh, the series then tries, where it fails, is the series tries to define him. Immediately making him less scary. <laughs> he's <laughs> right. controlled by a Celtic cult. He's controlled by, you know, yeah. all, you know, he's not. He's 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 a dumb demon. He's this or that. And like so the, the 2018 one tries to get him back to being a man. He's a man. He's just a man, uh, with with no empathy, with no anything non community. We can't get it, we can't access him. And then Halloween Kills comes along and they treat him. Like, he, he takes like 80-some bullets throughout the whole thing and keeps going. He's already taken bullets from the previous movie because it's the same night. And um, um, then the, fir- the 2018 movie was Laurie's movie. Halloween Kills is a movie about Haddonfield, which they hadn't done yet. It's mm-hmm. about how community is affected by a trauma. The first one was Lori's story about how trauma robbed her of her life and then basically robbed her family of their mom. Okay. This one is about what trauma does to a community. And, and they actually do some really beautiful moments of community in it. It's really kind of neat. The problem is, is that there's no one person the story's about. It starts out about Officer Hawkins. And I'm like, okay, so is it his story? Gets uh, and and it goes to a great 1978 flashback with young Officer Hopkins and cameo by Jim Cummings. Oh, nice! In a pivotal role there, and then um, goes forward back to time. Then we barely see Hawkins at all. So it's a Laurie story. They have uh, original cast members who played the children in the original Halloween come back, except for the kid who played Tommy. Tommy's now played by Anthony Michael Hall. And Anthony, his character is fascinating when you think about it later. In the movie, it's dull and <laughs> repetitive and you can't take it. But when you look at it later, you realize Tommy Doyle has been looking for a fight his whole life because of this thing that happened to him when he was a kid that he was protected by his babysitter. So he's been waiting for Michael. He's waiting for anything because he because the first time you see him, he hijacks a talent show night at a bar to tell the story of Michael Myers. <laughs> it's uh, the tell- moth.
0: Right. Storytelling. Yeah, thing. yeah.
1: He, he hijacks it to say, we'll all be ready. And then so finally it happened, you know, Michael Myers gets out, and he's like, this is my thing. And he whips a mob into a frenzy. Evil dies tonight. Forget the police. They did nothing. No one can tell me different. And, and then they end up, you know, killing the wrong guy. They think this guy that looks like the freaking penguin is Michael Myers. <laughs> 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 Don't know how that happened. But... The whole thing is wearing a Burgess Meredith mask painted white. (laughs) It must be that. But the whole thing is, is there's a lot of echoes of Trumpism in it, but it didn't occur to me later. until I was talking to my friend, Drew, who basically brought this up and we're like, you're right. This is a post 9-11 allegory this is mom you know it was definitely a commentary on mom mentality but it was also you know and, and and when you look at everything that happens in the movie and you play it out that way it's fascinating and actually really really interesting the problem with it is and this is where i i really didn't want to go on this long about it <laughs> but the problem with it is is that i don't think the halloween seer franchise was one that should have been used to tell the story mm. and i don't and i think that um, the fans didn't want it they didn't want a nine eleven allegory in this movie, and they didn't recognize 20 it twenty
0: years too
1: late. <laughs> right? They wanted a like. I was thinking of horror movies, but since you brought up this as a topic to talk about, uh, I started thinking of horror movies as burgers, mm, um, ham you, you, or you, cheese. Ha- yeah, you like like they're all hamburgers, right? No matter how you slice it horror movies or horror movies but you got your you got your um your fast food burger right which is your 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 Friday the 13th your your Halloween sixes and sevens and then you, got your, then you got your like um uh you got your Chris Traeger burgers the the turkey burgers that are got the cheese crisp on it and the microgreens and the the garlic aioli on it you know these are the orphanages the shinings the 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 prestige movies and they're delicious but they don't they don't got the red meat in it that you usually go to watch something for, and then, uh, then you got the really amazingly well done ones like um, that that are that are still mass produced, like the Habit and In and Out, but are are exactly what they the no pretensions. They're exactly what they need to be, and then you got ones that are like Ron Swanson's to further the Parks Wait, and Recreation. So what
0: movie is In and Out like?
1: Oh, um, <sighs> um, I hadn't fully thought of all of this out <laughs> <laughs> But I was trying to get to the fact that, like, you go on the Parks and Rec burger off, you got the Chris Traeger burger that's all done up, turkey burger, it's all done up just right and it's delicious. But turkey can never beat Ron Swanson's just hamburger on a bun, got from food and stuff, eat it. Put ketchup on it or don't. I couldn't care less. And it's like, oh, this is better. <laughs> and that—that's just the lean. It's literally just about scares, and that's it. Okay. And I and um because I'm not sh- really sure totally what Halloween has to say about uh, an overarching thought about life or deeper meaning. I think it's just a really lean thriller that gives you everything you need because one, you cared about the characters. It was sad when they died, but it was also thrilling when they, when these things happened as opposed to the later movies where they just create assholes for you to want to be killed, that you don't feel bad getting killed. I just want to watch the knife fodder, you know, yeah. go down. And that's what you're watching those for. And those, that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. You know, that that's the McDonald's and the, 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 the bacon, uh, Rodeo bacon cheeseburger from Burger King That just tastes like paste (laughs) And I really wish I hadn't eaten it (laughs) You know But then there's other ones that are just perfect Like the It's Follows And the um, The Hosts Which is not It's kind of horror but not It's too many other things
0: Well that one There's a couple horror scenes a yeah. little girl watching the bones get vomited up. That's, that's horror.
1: <laughs> it's pretty horror.
0: Right. Yeah, I was trying to figure out what's the impossible burger in this, <laughs> where it's actually really good for you. It's like good for the planet. <laughs> that might be the host. I don't know. So what have you been watching lately? You, know, you said you saw, oh, um,
1: you, you say, I saw that you had seen a movie recently that I had avoided and when I finally
0: came to it, I was surprised how much I liked it. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to run through my list, and then you can tell me which was, one that okay. was. Um, all right. So, starting October 1st, as a family, we watched Psycho. Oh, to kick it all off, so good. Uh, the twins uh, loved it. At one point, when um, Vera Miles is that her name? Yeah. When she's uh, looking around the, the sneaking around the house and like is in uh norman Bates's bedroom, and it's just all these point of view shots and and stuff and um uh uh you know shot reverse shots uh and uh um Ichabod just says at one point like Alfred Hitchcock's just too good <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong, yeah, <laughs> right, like. That a shot of a book on a on a dresser mm-hmm. shot could be scary intense, you know, like Oh God, yeah, yeah. it really is. Um <clears throat> so uh, I, something I w- Floyd's reaction uh-huh. was, uh, I've seen Alien and this ain't nothing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there there is an age when if it doesn't hit certain, certain tick certain boxes, it's yeah. not worth it. Yeah. Even if even if those other boxes are just as he's
0: sweet. he's very into not being impressed these days, so yeah, yeah. there's an age he's for, that. he's 14. He? You know, he's he knows everything. Uh, he did get us through the corn maze today. Everybody else um, took the easy exit, but he and I did the whole thing. And he came up with a pretty ingenious way to figure out how to avoid dead ends. Is he just looked at the ground and said, If you see more green start to appear in the path, fewer people have walked there, and so that's a dead end. Oh. So very smart. Whenever you see the path start to get more green, don't go that way. And it he got us right through it. Like that. Wow, that was pretty brilliant. Um okay. So, uh number 1 was Psycho. I could say
1: so much about Psycho, but
0: I won't. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that could be a whole thing. Um Venom, which uh I think I think is uh, you know, it wasn't a terrible movie, but it was a failed um Horror comedy buddy picture. I think I think that's movie really wanted to be a horror comedy buddy picture. Like Toxic Avenger, except <laughs> he's talking to himself and becomes friends with the right. you know, with the mutation. Um I, I never saw it.
1: I've never been a fan of the character, and but I was even more perplexed seeing the trailer and just seeing like A motorcycle chase where rockets are being shot at him. And I'm like, Yeah, is this
0: what people want from a Venom movie? It's, you know, it's it's you have to watch it as a comedy. And it really is. I mean, it it's because it it almost knows what movie it is. It's 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 close to being a good movie. Have you seen the trailers for the second one where
1: literally like Venom is like cooking in the kitchen like Julia Child style while he's doing something else in the other room? So like the the Big black gooey arms, or like chopping vegetables.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's the right kind of. Yeah, that's 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 kind of what it's going for. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it just doesn't
0: quite nail it, but it's it's not bad. It's it's fine. It's it's a decent watch. Um, Then Halloween rewatch. My heart can't beat unless you tell it to. A movie I really wanted to like. Really wanted to like I didn't realize that was a horror movie. It's a horror movie. Yeah, it's mumble horror. <laughs> mumble horror. It's, oh, wait, that's It's no, that's definitely not right. it's mumble horror. It's mumblecore horror all the way. Uh, <laughs> and I, I ended up being very aggravated by it. I, its heart is in the right place. Um, uh, the Fog, which I'd never seen. So I'm catching yeah, up on was... my early Carpenter. Uh, Toy Story Three because I'd had a colo col- uh, what do you call it Colonis- colonoscopy not colonoscop- colonoscopy 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 <laughs> had my colonoscopy last week that uh, I'm at that age so I that so was my um, hear that millennials you can turn off now yeah my post colonoscopy <laughs> like I was going to sit on the couch and mm-hmm. take it easy today so I watched uh, Toy Story Three which has a little bit of a not really it certainly does a little, I mean, little bit of right. a horror element uh saludos amigos the disney 40 minute attempt at uh, F- the fdr commissioned uh cultural ambassadorship to south america which is <laughs> kind of fucked up uh and destroy all monsters godzilla oh. movie which i really thought i would enjoy um a lot more than i did anyway Got monsters in it okay. Split. I can come back to Split. I haven't seen Glass yet, but I saw Split. The <laughs> Witch or the Vavitch. Um, uh, I loved the Lighthouse, did not like the Witch as much, but not bad. I liked it. Uh, Megamind that was Whoop's choice, that was his movie <laughs> pick. It's got a mad scientist, so it kind of fits in the month. The Green Knight, uh, it's got. A little bit of a horror thing going on, little bit, and the thing I watched <laughs> last night. So, uh, which of those was the one you were afraid to watch? Well, I wasn't afraid to watch it. I, w- I, I did
1: not. I, I had no interest in seeing oh, Split. Oh,
0: okay. Oh, Split. Split was
1: the one. Yeah. I had no interest in seeing it because I I did not want to see female captivity movies. I did not think this was.
0: It's you know. Thing. I mean, it's very exploitive, exploitative, exploitative. Mm-hmm. It's very exploitation.
1: But I have I to confess, I thought it was really good. I thought it
0: was really, I was, really good. I was really shocked. Uh, and getting to the, the mental illness thing you were talking about, like, I, it's one of those things where I can see where the criticism of it comes from, but I also, like, mm-hmm. doesn't the movie make it clear that this isn't just dissociative identity disorder? Like, he's... He, he is a super powered being. Well,
1: they, 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 they claim that in some cases, mental the 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 split personality can be so strong that it will actually cause physical change in the person, <laughs> which is like this. No, that's a superpower. That's
0: a superpower. <laughs> that you know it, You know, DID might be the thing that unlocks that power, but that's not, (laughs) it doesn't, you know, (laughs) I don't think he's trying to say, "Um, this is what people with DID are really like, so watch out for him. I mean, it's, you know, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, he takes gunshot wounds to the chest and (laughs) skitters across ceilings, like, you know. Exactly.
1: I haven't seen it in some time. It can be a both
0: I, and, <laughs> right? <laughs> but with yeah, Michael totally Myers, right. it, you know, it's like—is it really um, a mental illness that is driving this? I think the whole idea is that it's it's unknowable. Like, there's like, well, exactly. Well, what's the condition that is leading to this? Well, like, there is there is none. It, you know, he's. He's a blank right. slate, and that's what's terrifying about him.
1: I, I think the... Uh, in you the know, original movie. Like, right. Kind of like how the original movie never intended to start the whole, um, well, sex equals death, so virgins survive mentality. Yeah. Um, that, uh, you know, they never intended that, but that's what it, it came across to people who... I mean, the great part about any movie, especially horror movies, is that you have an empty framework for the audience to hang there experiences and viewpoints on, right? They're allegories. That's great. Except that it also can create toxic things like that. Excuse me. That live on beyond the movie and are fueled by the movie. Um, And so, yeah, Michael Myers is terrifying because you can't understand him and you won't understand him. But I think the fear there, the reason why I keep citing it as having a distasteful view of mental illness is that if you is the knee jerk reaction to like treat all cases that way. If one can be treated that way, then I can dismiss yeah. everybody that way. Like, Oh, they're all just insane. Lock them up or shoot them because you don't want them to hurt us. Right.
0: Yeah. And that's, so, I mean, that's just small mindedness. I mean,
1: exactly. You know, uh, uh, it, it, there was a, there was a, a, interesting article in the Washington post today about, um, how the Washington post was criticizing, um CNN for how they handled Joe Rogan's claims of intervectin um like Sante Gupta was on Joe Rogan's show and I, I can't stand Joe Rogan just for just to get that out of there um but how Joe Rogan had said that he was using intervectin to to cure covid CNN came out and said he, Joe Rogan's using something meant for horses Joe Rogan said no it's, you know, that's not, it's a veterinary drug, you know, but it's also used for humans. And Samjay Gupta said, yes, intervectin is used to kill parasites in humans in small doses. It's the dose that's the issue. Larger doses and is made differently for vets than it is for sometimes it's used in humans. So, yes, CNM was wrong to say that. And what's interesting to me about that is that something I've been so thinking in the, in, in the years of Trump, how... The media, if they have like a good intent to kind of protect people, the instinct is to actually not give all the facts because if you give all the facts, it, like, like to say like, yes, inter- don't use Intervectin for this because it's, doesn't, it's a for parasites, not viruses. Yeah, Don't use it and don't go to the vet store to buy it when you can't get it over the counter because that's not meant for humans. But if you to, to say any nuance, gives people the wiggle room to go do it. So you just got to say no. It don't use it. It's for vets. But then you're actually, if you're caught in that lie, then it blows the entire stance away. And now it's like
0: they just don't want us to have the cure. <laughs> right. Don't touch so the like, oven because your hand could get burned. Right. But if you've turned, been turned off and you <laughs> have an unread under- right. turned and- off,
1: and then you can touch it. Yeah.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: And so like the fact that people feel like we can only say never touch an oven, period, um, in order to save people from, them, from themselves or from other things, you know, that's that's a problem. we got to be able to express nuance. You know, we have to be able to do that. Well, and, and, don't take it unless your doctor tells you
0: to. Is it yeah. pretty... But we don't trust doctors anymore. Yeah. Right. I mean, that... The... But that's like a pretty good rule of thumb. Usually, that's a pretty good rule. Used to be, used to be. Um, I don't know how I got on that?
1: Uh, oh yeah, the mental the thing, the
0: nuance needs to be communicated. Don't kill, yeah, Strode unless Doctor Loomis tells you <laughs> it's like, that's part of your treatment. And you know,
1: Halloween just doesn't feel like Halloween without either without Laurie and Loomis and Mostly Lori though. So all the uh, so like, I so that's what's missing from all the ones that where she's not in. You're like going, this just doesn't feel right. We got to go through Cult of Thorn because the the core isn't there. Um, um. What's actually fascinating about the the new reboots is that they hammer on the fact that Michael wasn't trying to hunt Laurie down. He never really was. He's put on the path to do so. By other people in the reboots to see what he'll do. You know?
0: Mm. And like, uh, yeah. so everyone's making up. You know what's for scary? Themselves. Not knowing why he's coming to kill you. You know it's not scary? Yes. He's coming to kill you for an extremely obscure <laughs> <laughs> esoteric exactly. reason. That exactly. Is non-reproducible in the world. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you never have to right. worry about exactly. it. Yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: Not knowing why. He's just, it's just happening. I mean, I mean, and it follows the scariest parts is just not knowing why this, you know, woman in a old woman in a hospital gown,
0: it keeps coming at you. <laughs> it's terrifying. Although um, the ring makes that work. So the ring, ring girl is coming after you for a very obscure Reason, I never saw any of the Ring movies. Oh, uh, Ring is originals uh, or the Ring is good. Uh, the Nomi Watts. <laughs> I can't remember if I've seen the <laughs> the Japanese original. I think I don't know if I've tr- tried to watch it or if I've only, only seen clips or what. It's a it's it's an ugly movie. It's not a it's not a good looking movie. I know that I've seen enough to <laughs> to say that. But the Nomi Watts one is actually pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, I always avoided it. I just this is one of my favorite stories. Stupid Seymour um, could not sleep because somebody. It's because me. It's because of me. I (laughs) I described. I had seen and then described to her the commercial for the ring, and she couldn't sleep that night. Oh wow that's how much she doesn't watch horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: You know, I was just looking at a list of my of horror movies that I love. And now I kind of feel like they all are gradations of it. They're either prestige horror movies, horror comedies, thrillers that feel like horror, you know, like Green Room,
0: and Red State, things like that. Green Room is absolutely a horror movie. That is... It's it's, it's really... The two scariest movies I've seen from the last decade are the supernatural one is It Follows, and the non-supernatural one is Green Room. Right. And it's... It's... um, What's his face? Charles Xavier. Patrick Stewart. It's fucking terrifying in that movie. He's terrifying. Because he's just this calm guy who's just trying to figure out how to protect himself by yeah. utterly destroying you. Right. <laughs> it's like I got a family here. Yeah. I like it. It's based on this terrible ideology, but never mind about that. I I just don't want anyone I just don't want anyone to mess up what I've built here, this awful thing I've built. And yeah. it's clear. Um, it, it's like everything is clear. Everything is potent and it feels insurmountable yeah you know, and you're going to get red laces on your shoes if you do what I say, like and that's all it, that's what it takes you know like that yeah, yeah, it just feels This the plausible stuff that's the yeah. scariest, yeah
1: which gets back you mean know, we had a long conversation about get out before, so we don't need to retread that here, but you know even even the- the more fantastical things in get out still feel very. Grounded and sadly almost plausible, and that's why that one moment where they actually look like a cult is the moment where it's like, mm. That's the one part of the movie that I kind of like go, Oh, I wish I hadn't done that. <laughs> is there anything <laughs> more beautiful than the
0: sunrise?
1: Anything more beautiful than the sunrise? Yeah, um, so yeah, so so you'd been on uh, a, a split, um, uh, we, I. I have often thought about suggesting we do Glass as an episode at some point. So maybe we will. I've got the Blu-ray
0: in my backpack. You do. I'll be watching because it soon.
1: Because I, I have a lot of complicated feelings and thoughts about Glass. I, I should watch it again. So I'll be beginning oh, to it Oh, so you have seen it, it. Okay. I've seen it. I saw it in the theater when it came out, and I was, um, I had a lot of... Oh, you of... saw it
0: before you saw Split?
1: No, no, I saw Split. Oh, okay. All right. I saw Split and then I saw that. I think I saw Split so I could see Glass. Ah, gotcha. And so that's why, because I was like, oh, well, if I'm going to see an unbreakable, I, I can't not see an unbreakable, you know, carryover. You can't break up the trilogy. Right, exactly. That would be untoward. <laughs> untowardable. Um, so, yeah, so, uh, yes, that's what I did. So, yeah, we, we might have a, a later discussion about that one. Okay.
0: Um, and I feel like I have lots more to say about Split, but i yeah kind of blanking on it right now because I oh, yeah. haven't thought about it a little bit.
1: But I feel, I'm wondering, you know, I was looking at this thing, they're all horror comedies and, 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 and pins on the genre of like, you know, Cabin in the Woods or Shaun of the Dead or... You know all these ones that blow my mind that I love so deeply, but they still like like I feel like a horror snob would say, "Well, those aren't really horror.
0: They're you know the meta horror, right? The meta horror, right? Yeah. Well, Scream is meta horror, but Scream is also right. scary. <laughs>
1: right. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't want. I mean, I always thought Trimmers was a movie that was in quotes, you know, was a as a as a spoof, but ended up delivering on the same thing is the same thrills as what it was spoofing. You know, a 50s monster movie. Right? Yeah. It right. delivered the same thrills. And so
0: I've always loved that movie for that. Well, I mean, how is it spoofing? Because it almost just is one. Is it, it spoofing is one, or is it exactly. just an update of it? I think they
1: call it a spoof to so let people know they can laugh at it. Like it's not taking I mean, itself it's seriously. It's funny. It's a funny movie. It's funny. But I'm looking at it going, it's not, it's not really a spoof, but it's always called a spoof. I'm like it's not. It's not a spoof. Well, one a spoof doesn't launch several direct-to-video sequels. (laughs) In terms of well, but uh, maybe
0: some should. Like (laughs) it's true. What what scary movie number? Not that I've seen any of them, so I don't know if I am justified in making fun of them.
1: Right? Maybe they're great. But you know. um, uh, Anyway. I do. Whenever I see like a real basic little horror movie that's just a horror movie with no like, you know, other meta element or prestige element or, or it's just a horror movie. I'm uh, and it's good. I always, I always, um, I'm really fond of those. Like, there's a little movie called Splinter from I think 2008, and it's a like a four person movie. It's got two locations. Hmm. Most of it all takes place in a little gas station. And it's, I, I think it's the movie that kind of got Shea Wiggum as an actor really noticed because he's phenomenal in it. Oh, I don't And know this one. Um, it's great. I lo- I recommend it to anyone. If they can get a chance to see it, I own it on Blu-ray and on streaming. It's called Splinter from like 2008. I the only reason I watched it was because Joe Morgenstern of the, of the Washington wall street. Uh, Wall Street Journal's in, review on NPR said shoot, I can't even remember what it is now but I remember he gave it a compliment that I think would be the best compliment you could possibly give a movie and I went, okay, I got it. I'm got i seeing it then and I saw it and I was like it's, and it was a guy directed, written and uh, directed by a guy named Toby Wilkins who actually worked at the place I worked like a couple of months before I, or the year before I got there <laughs> and I, oh Toby if you're listening to this, I I did have your poker chip set for a while. I don't anymore. I intended it to give it back to you. Did you
0: gamble it away? No, you put no, it all in I black? Lost it.
1: I lost it in the in the the environmental tragedy that I was involved in and oh. so um, Three Mile island, yeah, so uh, the poisoned microphone incident so um uh it's gone, but uh, I had it. I was gonna give it to you when I met you. I was hoping to meet you um Sad, uh, well, too bad, because I think he went on to direct The Grudge 3, and I don't think he's directed another feature since. He may have. I
0: hope so. He's really good. Oh, that's one I don't have marked in my litter box, because I, I've seen The Grudge. I cannot remember if I've seen the American <laughs> or Japanese version. That's how little I liked that movie. Right. That's how little of an impression it made. I honestly don't know which one I saw. Probably the Japanese one. I really, I, I couldn't tell you for sure. <laughs> you don't have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're going through my letterbox and you're like, well, didn't. Why isn't, didn't he do that? Why hasn't he watched The Grudge? <laughs> Fewer I have. Nobody cares already, but me. Uh, do you have a
1: uh, particular type of horror movie that you like over the other ones? Like, what is horror, like, like in... Yes. Yeah, we'll start with that.
0: Well, yeah. Um, so, the kind of horror movie, like, you know, uh, other than horror comedy, which is, I guess would be my favorite kind. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but, like, the if, if a movie's going to actually scare me, the the nightmare I had as a kid... Okay, I'm going to say, two two memories from my childhood that scared me then and still scare me now. Okay. One was, um, I was just telling this memory earlier today. My dad took me and my sister to a haunted house. I was no older than five based on where we were living. And I hated it because I was just trying to hide my eyes in my dad's you know, coat the entire time and like getting elbowed in the face. I just remember bumping my face into things, (laughs) bumping my head into things, trying to hide because I was too scared. I thought I wanted to go because I thought it was going to be, you know, someone dressed like Dracula, someone dressed like Frankenstein's monster. And instead (laughs) it was like people trying to scare you. (laughs) (laughs) And there was one room where, and I don't know if this is a scene from like Hell Motel. I saw something that, Look like Motel it. Motel Hell? Yeah. Is there a guy in a pig suit, like, chasing? There's a guy in it with a... There's
1: several movies with people with, set like, like decapitated pig, his head on
0: their head. But, yeah, Motel Hell has that briefly Okay. as a... Um, I saw that later, um, yeah. but also when I was young. Um, but this was a room that was just bathed in pink light. There was something written on the wall in blood. Or maybe just blood splatters. I don't know. I I think in my mind's eye, it says piggies, like the Manson family. Mm -hmm. A guy in a pig suit, in a pig costume with like a cartoony pig head, loudly chopping meat at a cutting board with a cleaver. Chum, chum, chum. And just that vision and like not understanding like what I was seeing. Being scared, but not even, like, being able to say why it was scary, you know. Yeah. Um, That just freaked me out, and I was scared of pigs for a long time after that. Like, that was my one fear was pigs. (laughs) Uh, Right. uh, But the other thing was um, the recurring motif in my nightmares um, was—and there was one— where, like, my house was being haunted by screaming mimes. Like, they were screaming mimes <sighs> in wow. my backyard. Like, I'd look out the back window, and these, there's mimes back there, and they were screaming. And what was scary about them was discovering during the course of the dream, and this would keep happening, that my mom knew about them all along. Because at first it's me trying to tell yeah. people that they're there and nobody believes me. But then I realized my mom knew they were there and she was trying to and like was telling me to be quiet about it and that was the most frightening part of it at all and so uh, I don't know like movies that scare me now like somehow pluck that string of there's something unsettling and I don't know like it's it's just out of phase with reality just a little bit and there's some, somebody, like, is making this worse. Somebody who's, like, in mm. your reality is, like, somehow connected to it in a way that you don't understand. Right. You know? And so it follows is like that where it's the, the monster is scary, but this guy deciding to stick it on you... Yeah. And then you having to decide, am I going to stick it on somebody else? That's even scarier. Like it's that's even yeah. that's the that's the really terrifying part. Um, or uh, like Hereditary, or well, Midsummer, just because it seems like there's no supernatural part of it at all, except there's like love potions. <laughs> but it just like really feels like you could just go there and like you could meet these people. <laughs> like you could accidentally take a vacation and find yourself here. But it's not like torture porn. Like, like I just had no interest in that. But it's just like... Yeah, me neither. Like, this this seems like a nice community that is off by 15, 20 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's, like, really fucked up. Um, it's like, did I go back in time and butterfly effect just, like, something? <laughs> yeah, it's one of those things where, like, most of the things that are disturbing about it, like... You could explain away any one of them if you encountered them yeah. and say, "Okay, well, that's their deal." And <laughs> right, <laughs> but then you add it all up, and then you find out like just how bad it is, you know. Or hereditary, which, uh, like the last—I guess I won't spoil this—but like the last ten minutes of hereditary were the least scary part to me. I almost laughed. Yeah, absolutely. You yeah. know, it's almost like a relief. Like, oh, this is what it is. Oh, <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't happy with the end of uh, Hereditary. I Man. liked it. Um, I had real mixed feelings about it. I eventually I decided it. I really like it. And then the music cue over the credits is kind of like, <laughs> like, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This is just one of those movies. <laughs> it's just a movie, guys. <laughs> Don't worry. It's
1: just movie. I showed Whatever. you
0: a lot of scary stuff, but it's just a movie after all.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And again, I, I, maybe for me, it's the not knowing that's scary. And then when they tell it to you, it's something that you wouldn't... There's no way you would have had a clue, like, at all what it would have been. Like, yeah. you, you couldn't... There, There's no hints to drop because unless you are a well-reasoned researcher of this very obscure... <laughs>
0: But they the scariest, the scariest things about oh. about hereditary are, you know, well, what happen, the little girl and what happens to oh. her and the the son's reaction to that. Like yeah, because what that happens to the, the girl is just
1: horrifyingly tragic, whereas the son's reaction to it, Alex Wolf's reaction to it, is is what's really like. Yeah. Oh my
0: God! What's gonna? Yeah. You know. And then. Um, uh, uh, the mother, like, making these miniatures that are all, like, fucked up mm-hmm. in, like, these really subtle ways. And, like, is yeah. she doing that on purpose? Does she know she's doing it? Like, right, you know, like, what's... Not knowing, like, what her deal is. Um, right. That, like, for me, that's the really disturbing parts of that movie.
1: And I felt... I f- And maybe I miss... Because I only saw it the one time in the theater. And maybe I missed maybe I got turned around on all my own expectations, but I kind of felt like in the end, it kind of, it stopped being her movie and suddenly the movie was like, we don't care about her anymore. And I took pro- issue
0: with that. That, uh, could be yeah, wrong. that's, that's fair. Um, I don't know. I <laughs> took the, the way the movie moves on from her is pretty memorable. <laughs> It's pretty memorable. Yeah, totally. That's one of the
1: but, creepier scenes. W- I also don't understand why people accept the ending of that and don't and reject the ending of Midnight Special. It's like, if if you are... I mean, Midnight Special doesn't give you as much data dump at the end as hereditary, but... It, it has the same sort of like, like we're going to leave this to your, well, no. It actually, no, it's no. way. There's no way comparable. I don't even know why I made that correlation. Because at the end of Heredity, they go, it's because of all this stuff that we withheld from you. <laughs> Whereas Midnight Special is like, there's this whole world out there that we're going to hint at for you. And you can dream about it, but we're not going to tell you anything about it because it's not for you to know. And, uh, you know, I was fine with that. I think I would have been better if Hereditary ended with a, it's not for you to know. We just want our king and then we take him away. You know?
0: Yeah. I, think I would have liked that better. <laughs> it might have been scarier. I didn't... The, the, I don't know. The rest of Hereditary is terrifying enough. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's not like I didn't get my money's worth. I... <laughs> I, I think it giving you like this relief at the end. I don't know. I feel like I'm re, like my mind feels like there's something to compare it to, and I don't have it. But yeah, like, yeah, I put you through the ringer, and so I'm gonna let you off the hook at the end. I don't know. I like that choice. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I respect uh, that choice.
1: And the choice itself is a fine one. Like then you go into mad Then you go into the craft and artistry of actually delivering that choice, and that's maybe that's where I get off.
0: I don't. Know. I don't. Know. Where I
1: don't get off at that station. It works for me. I know. It works for me. But it's like also this thing. What do we actually want from horror movies? Like, what do we? What do we want? I mean, there's so many. It, it's. It seems like when you analyze what horror movie the benefits of watching a one, like from a psychological standpoint, of like we go through this. Experience that exercises parts of our response systems that we don't normally have because we're not we're at the top of the food chains. We don't have apex predators chasing us on our way to work under the silver and lake. So, right, and so <laughs> we're utilizing all these uh, system responses that we don't utilize unless we're confusing them for you know office politics <laughs> and. And to use those systems and use them in a, in a group setting where everyone is kind of having the same shared experience, and then we all react together, we all get through it, we all bond, but most importantly, we all survived it as an audience, right? So you're like going, that's who, that's pretty cool, right? We beat the beat, the, the monster's gone, and we all survived, and, and that the, the endorphin rush and all that other stuff. But the, movie, the horror movies that we tend to really respect are the ones that make us still feel like there's still a threat or, or hearken a more depressing aspect of society that will never go away or invoke a tragedy. And then we're like, okay, well, so that's not giving us the, the biological, psychological support that we were getting from just a straight-up monster movie or whatever so like
0: but a good monster movie is still like embodying your anxieties in some way absolutely it has to I think so I mean I think it has to so I mean I think they're both they're both doing that yeah I guess so I guess I mean
1: it's is it just a matter of taste then that the uh, whether it ends Pat or ends unsettling
0: well, so, you know, if, if you go back to John Carpenter's um, The Two Types of Evil and it goes back to right. stories around the campfire for thousands, hundreds of thousands of years over our evolution. Like what I imagine telling those stories around the campfire started as like a way of preparing, you know, kind of training the mind and the spirit to take on and survive conflict, right? Like, here, right. here are the deeds of our forefathers who fought and survived or fought and didn't survive. And here, you know, and there's a lesson to take from these tales and they can give you courage, yeah. you know, they can, they can be object lessons, they can be moral lessons, but, you know, it's like, it's like school. <laughs> it's like preparing, yeah. you know, uh, they have kind of a practical <laughs> Outcome Attached with them And um, And so maybe it's something Where like some of those Some of these stories Where if they're like more heroic In nature Still pluck that string You know like if I mm, yeah. You know if I faced this evil I could I too could Find my inner Laurie Strode And overcome and 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 survive, oh.
1: right? Yeah, like that one guy who told that story in the in the in the unmasked podcast yeah. about the, the recording. That was a beautiful little moment, I have to admit.
0: Yeah. yeah. He found the courage because he'd seen Halloween. Um.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well because you have you have you know precedent for what works and you have a visual like log of a, a situation where this worked or didn't work, right? Yeah. And and um, I actually have a theory that I think people watched uh, daytime talk shows for the same reason. I think that people believed that if that if they were ever in a situation where their their sister's cousin's boyfriend impregnated their brother's girlfriend, <laughs> then they know how to handle it. <laughs> they you know so you know that sort of thing, I have this feeling because I go, "Why is this appealing? Is it just the drama? Is it just the heightened oh, drama of it all?" I don't and know. And then I was like, "I feel like I go, that's I think, like I think they're trying to prepare themselves for things they think might actually happen." No, I are think really those... dreamed up by producers that are trying desperately to come up with something to put on the
0: show. Oh, I I don't know. <laughs> I feel like those shows are like prime examples of othering. Like look look at this freak right. show. I can't the freak believe. Show. You know, it makes you feel superior because they are fucked up and you won't be. You know, mm. you're you're not going to find yourself in that.
1: Yeah, but that, does that ever, I guess, I guess that never goes away, does it? I mean, that, I, mean, I was thinking, doesn't that get old? Do you ever feel like, well, that's enough fucked up people. I think I can
0: patly say that I'm superior. Uh, yeah, I, I easily dismiss those shows. I felt completely... Completely superior to Jerry Springer and, you know.
1: Whenever, if I'm ever caught, not caught, if I am ever find myself watching those, I start to feel less superior. Like, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm watching
0: this. (laughs) Right. You've lowered yourself.
1: I feel like I'm going down in the ranks. (laughs) Sucking you in like a cesspool. (laughs) My my ex, uh, for about a week, worked on... uh, the Jenny Jones show, in props. And she said that the producers not only act just like the guests, but act worse than the guests. (laughs) (laughs) So she left.
0: (laughs) Uh, There's a horror show.
1: Exactly.
0: Well, how do we wrap this up? I feel like... um... I feel like we've barely gotten to what we should be talking about. Which is? I don't know. I'm trying to find it.
1: Oh. Are we... uh, we, Uh, I'm I'm sorry. I've disappointed you so far. No, 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 (laughs) no. I just was thinking, we're just chatting about the horrors we've seen lately. That's absolutely fine. That's what I thought we were going to be doing. But I was wondering if we could find some thread behind it, like what... You know, either the reasons why we even bother, why we want to, or what... um, find beneficial or or not beneficial I like, about uh, it. That,
0: I like that Halloween is spooky.
1: <laughs> and it's an experience. I, you know, sometimes I keep thinking back. I remember Dana Gould once said something about when someone was uh, um, lamenting his divorce. He said something that I keep thinking about where he keeps saying, well, you know, it's just another thing of life. And why why wouldn't you want to experience everything that life that could happen in life, and I go. Oh, I can think of a few things that could happen in life. I don't want to experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there is something kind of encouraging about that, in the sense that to not fight things that need to happen, you know, and like, and to and to own the experience and 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 actually welcome the experience, you know. And so, um, and I think horror movies do offer that. Ability to open yourself up to some some other what would otherwise be a pretty traumatic thing. I know a lot of people feel like 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 they see no value. I know I live with one where they like they see no value in watching horror movies. However, at the same time, uh, we've no uh, I guess based on a friend of ours saying on Facebook that they've been watching. Uh, all the Doctor Who's with their son starting at age five. So Carrie was like, "Oh, well, that's she's a lot doing of we should, Whos. Be, we should be able to watch." Do- uh, the, actually, Carrie's a big Doctor Who watcher. Okay. She goes, "We should be able to show that to to deck, to our son because our uh, Doctor Who at its core is really all about empathy, right?" And so we've been watching them. We're in the middle. We're almost done with the second season. But let me tell you, for all the things that we've been restricting our son from seeing. Like things that most other kids have been seeing, and then we've been saying, no, that's too intense, he's not gonna be able to handle that or whatever um Doctor Who's pretty intense uh in terms of like monsters and uh disturbing imagery
0: and things like that and this is the recent been, series. you're not going yeah. back to the first doctor.
1: no no, not going back no, no no we no, we started with the two thousand with Eccleson, with Christopher Eccleston. And, uh, and, and going forward with that, you know, you know, the impure ones where, you know, the doctor has sexual tension with his (laughs) companions, you know, the thing that really infuriated nerds (laughs) don't bring sexual tension into the thing I love. It's like, that's the only thing that makes what, it's the only thing that makes things worth watching. (laughs) Um, and so, uh, um, but yeah, it's really, there's some, there there was one uh there was one great conversation I had where I said I said I wanna I think I wanna show Dex the Sting. Cause I think it's um it shows how you can, you know, it's yes it's a revenge movie and it's a con man movie, but it's also like solutions other than violence, you know? Hmm. And um and uh um we both concluded that we didn't think Glorifying manipulation was probably something he should see at this point. So then we said, okay, we'll watch a Doctor Who. And the Doctor Who ended up being about um, a schoolmasters that were actually bat-like creatures that ate children. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it was uh, intense. <laughs> and I was like, I looked around and I said, I think this thing would have been fine. <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah, that's yeah. We this is what we chose instead. It's like I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm revolted. I can't imagine what he's going through. But he was fine. You know, he was fine with it. That's good. Yeah, I I couldn't take the Hulk changing when I was a kid. So you know, I was a different kid. Oh man. <laughs> Because, yeah, to me, that's real horror. Right, yeah. When the Hulk was the Hulk, the Hulk wasn't ever scary. David Banner was scary. Losing control. the Hulk, we knew, yeah. we knew what the Hulk was going to do. He was going to flex. He was going to lift some cars, maybe save someone. Who knows? That was the best part and of the, the episode. It
0: was the part you looked forward to when you were a
1: right. kid. But David Banner, you never knew when he was going to turn. That was the thing. You never knew what he was going to do. And that's why he it was scary. And they always made it
0: sad that, you know. Yeah, sad. It was always sad always tragic. When it was happening. Somebody was bullying him, put his hand on bees.
1: There's a great website. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's on bees. There's a great website out there that lists everything that ever made <laughs> Bill Bixby change into the Hulk. Yeah, I've seen that. And it's hilarious. There was one that was. Uh, him on in a payphone and saying, "But I don't have any more coins." <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, we can all relate to that operator, one. Operator, I don't in have any more In 1978.
1: <laughs> 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 oh, it's so good. And and and, and so you know, the Hulk's always Hulk to me has always been kind of a horror movie because it's a werewolf story, right? It's a story werewolf, of the duality, Jacker, of man.
0: Jekyll and Mister Hyde, Frankenstein's monster.
1: Yeah, that, it, but yeah. It, it's it's about changing into something that you have no control over, a, a beast. So I think more werewolf than Doctor Jekyll, even though Bixby's more of a Doctor Jekyll, um, and um, or did Banner is more of a Doctor Jekyll, but um, that's what made the Ang Lee... The, I remember the advertising for Ang Lee's Hulk movie from what, 2002, 2005? What was it? Something like that? It was all about unleash the rage of the Hulk MasterCard.
0: <laughs>
1: and I am like, no, unleashing the rage is the tragic part. That's that's not the glorifying part. It's the part that he's scared to do. You know, It's, it's the thing that he's it's now out of his control and much destruction is going to be had and... And uh, that's, no, that's not the fun part. But for the movie, the fun part is watching the whole, you know, throw tanks around and stuff. Yeah.
0: The, uh, the, I, the movie trailer really pissed me off when it's Bruce Banner looking in the mirror. and He's saying, when I feel it coming over me. The worst part is, I like it. Yeah, like, that no, that's yeah. not what the no. fucking story's about. Like, he can't exactly. like it. Exactly.
1: I mean, there's a there. There is a there. You know, my brother, one of the first. I remember when he, when we were in school and he was in junior high or something. He was writing a. He he was uh, inspired by watching John Landis direct Michael Jackson in Thriller, and saying he listened to him say, "Now I want you to scream, scream like it hurts," and then Todd was like, "Oh, well, what if we did a story where it, you know, where it wasn't." Something that hurt What if it was something Actually pleasurable Orgasm Yeah exactly So he was writing This kind of story Like that But that's a whole Different story I think with the Hulk Yeah that's not (laughs) Yeah I don't know That movie's been made And I've
0: seen it I just can't think Of what it is
1: Yeah I know It's been made But I don't I'm Yeah Todd did it first In 1987 It just didn't go anywhere (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Um yeah, I'm sorry to say. I, I, I even told myself I was going to watch more horror movies before tonight, and I just didn't. Instead, I watched Free Guy, <laughs> 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 something I didn't even think I was
0: even ever going to see, and I did it anyway. Instead, you watched a different movie you didn't want to watch,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, but I still. It was like hmm. right. I also watched Old Henry. Um, What's that, uh, Tim Blake Nelson? It's a movie starring Tim Blake Nelson. Okay, um, it's a it's a it's one of those movies that like I can't tell you anything that's wrong with it. It's completely good and fine. I'm just not like jazzed by it. you know what I mean there's really no flaws it's totally competent and totally just like and it's it's okay uh no it's just about a it's it's he's um, a farmer in olden times and the old uh <laughs> um Really, 1800s you know, or whatever. Olden and,
0: Henry times.
1: Yeah. And he's got a son oh. who's angry at him for not letting him, like, touch a gun ever. Okay, so and, it's in
0: gun times.
1: Yes. And then uh, some people show up. He find, uh, Henry finds a guy near dead with a sack of money, brings him... At first, he has this great moment where he just sees the money and then goes, nope, and then gets back on his horse and rides away. <laughs> And then he realized, he's like, I can't, I can't just leave him. So he goes back and picks him back up, puts him on the horse, takes the money, goes back home and is trying to get out of him who he is and nurse him back to hell so he can get out of there. But the people who are looking for him come there for him and then violence ensues and Tim Blake Nelson's past comes out.
0: You know, it's same old, same old. (laughs) <laughs> okay. It's directed by Patsy Pancheroli. Pancheroli. Mm-hmm. Is it written by Ralph Malf? I was going say- <laughs> to say the same thing. Uh,
1: yes. I'll just go ahead and say yes, it is. Okay, good. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. So my horror movies uh, intake was uh, Val, the documentary Val, which was really good. The Nowhere Inn starring St. Vincent. Oh, yeah, I
0: got to see that. I like Faint. And
1: and, uh, Free Guy and Old Henry. That's my horror movie Okay. (laughs) My spooktacular for Halloween. (laughs) But you you said you saw The Witch. That's been on my list forever. And it's weird why I haven't been motivated to see it, even though it's been on my list ever since it came out. Uh, Why? What's the Why? it was just what was spoken very highly of it was an indie uh, darling no, that's so so why like, you've, okay, been well,
0: you've been afraid uh, you
1: um I, um not afraid really so much as you're scared, you're scared the only you can admit I'm, it. I'm, I'm pissing in my boots uh no uh, it's Whoa. the only thing you're really that hanging I have. a
0: lot of snake there
1: <laughs> yeah, okay,
0: pissing in my boot, what are my uh, boots two fellers are... Fishing off a bridge. Okay, Wade, we need to we need to hang up. My, you don't even want to know. I don't even want to see my phone bill after this call. After this, your phone bill goes up after this. After this oh, long right, yeah. distance call yeah. that I made on my landline. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't well thought no. out. No, <laughs> I just wanted to get those beeps and boops at the beginning. <laughs> Beeps and boops are important. People really appreciate. We yeah. get letters all the time. My neck is sore from cradling
1: the uh, headset. Yeah,
0: yeah. be- I got b- against my shoulder. I got one of those plastic things that fits
1: around the shoulder that holds the phone, oh, yeah. the receiver the cradle, cradle. Remember I think that those? was called the cradle I got those, yeah. The cradle. My cradle will rock. Movie reference. I'm tired. That's
0: a, hor- that's a right. horror movie.
1: <laughs> Now that's the hand that rocks the cradle. Cradle of Rock was a political commentary by Tim Robbins.
0: Oh yes, that was a terrible, that was a terrible movie. <laughs> that was a movie that I really was hoping would be great. There was a Cronenberg, was not... Cronenberg quote I saw lately about: uh, "Do does he have any responsibility as a filmmaker?" He's like, "No, like, no. <laughs> my job is to push boundaries, not to teach. If I if I try to teach you, right. it would suck. Like, it'd be terrible. Right. And the first thing I thought of was Cradle of Rock. Cradle of Rock." <laughs> And am like, yeah, he's right. <laughs> that movie was that's terrible. What everyone, <laughs>
1: that's what everyone wants when they come to the cinema. Coke, popcorn, pedagogy. <laughs> Pedago- pedagogy.
0: Pedagogy? Yeah. Yeah, talk yeah. about a movie whose heart is in the right place and is just unwatchable garbage.
1: <laughs> Sounds like what I would make. <laughs> heart in the Right Place ends up being a fascist mantra. What? Well, I don't know if it did that, but it was No, 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 it didn't. I'm saying that's what I would make. I would be like, Oh, I'm gonna make this nice thing that we should take care of everybody. And then it ends up being exactly the opposite of what I ugh.
0: All right. All right, let's go. Um, let's get out all of right. here. Nice uh nice time. Nice talking you. to you. Um next time when we have an actual episode, if you we'll we'll go through all our things. Yeah, if you um Want to watch horror movies And you're too scared We can try one of those Netflix watch parties Or whatever
1: Oh No I just Want to do that To try the experience But Okay I'm I'm, Oh Here's another recommendation That maybe we I don't think it's on Netflix Maybe it's on another one I'd be interested What you think of Psycho Gorman Have you heard of Psycho Gorman? Yeah I,
0: I have Yeah
1: Yeah. I thought of you a lot during that movie.
0: Okay.
1: I um, was surprised how much I liked it and surprised how much I was like... Like, I'm not sure I can take that imagery. (laughs) But also marveling at the performances, at this one girl's performance, it's... It's... I really... It's 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 a it's very influenced by Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, which isn't really my my wasn't a love of mine ever. Oh, yeah, but
0: this looks like the Beetleborgs. Looks like yeah,
1: it's it is an it is a really awesome movie for what it is, and um, I'd be very curious you, uh, to hear uh, what you say <laughs> about it because it's pretty it's it's also got some of the biggest laughs I've had all year in a movie
0: okay this uh director Stephen kostansky mm-hmm. also has a movie called manborg <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> right oh and manborg ends up in i think i think manborg ends up in the in this movie too <laughs> or um the evil Dead Count or Draculon
0: and his army of demons have conquered earth
1: yeah uh, no psycho groupman's a real trip it's pretty incredible um um but it's also something that I would rarely <laughs> recommend. I I wouldn't recommend a, as a wide breadth, you know. Okay. Of, to people to see.
0: Hey, comedy, horror comedy, maybe. I'll... It is. I got, you know, my plans for this next uh, week before Halloween are to try to catch up on some 2021 horrors that uh, seem to be critical darlings. Titane. Is that how you say that? Uh-huh. And Malignant. Um, and then I was going to squeeze another one in. Oh, maybe One Night in Soho, which I think will be available right before Halloween. But only in theaters, right? I think it's only in theaters. Okay. Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, I, I was dying to see One Night in Soho. But I'm Some, not, I'm something not made me think I'd be able out. to watch
0: it, but maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. So maybe I'll uh, try to watch Psycho Gorman instead. <laughs> I I think I think you'll get a kick out of it okay I really I do
1: alright um uh yeah my my plan's gonna be Green Night and um oh yeah Green Night I gotta watch South of Heaven before my rental expires and um hopefully I'll try squeezing some horror um every year I try to get my son to watch Abbot and Castello meet Frankenstein and every year it ends in a crying fit of him saying I I, him just him being oppositional, yeah. And I'm like, I've given up. I'm not trying this year. Will he
0: go for any black and white stuff, or is that the
1: is that the barrier? No, it's just whatever I want to show him. That's what he puts up. (laughs) So I'm kind of like, you "Eh." just
0: need to to start watching it with a bowl of popcorn and start hooting and hollering. That's what I keep trying. you You know. Tell him he's not allowed to watch it, and then you watch it and really enjoy it.
1: I'll just be here in the briar patch. <laughs> yeah, right. Watching my movie.
0: Eating my popcorn. Drinking and you can't come. My orange soda, because it's dad time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing brings the kids like announcing it's dad time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to sit here in my fruit of the looms and black socks.
1: <laughs> I might even treat myself to some uh, ankle um, oh, shit.
0: garters. Yeah.
1: yeah. I might even treat myself to that right now. Maybe some uh, boxers with big hearts on them.
0: <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> sleeveless tea. Stained sleeveless tea. Yeah. Stogie. I'm all about this. This sounds great.
0: All right, Wade, it's late over here. I'm going to say good night. Good night. Thanks for chatting with me, and we'll see you on the next step. And if you expected the regular sign-off... Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Click.